Hey there, my name is Linda Monaghan and it is my mission to help you grow your business, improve your life and find your calm, whatever that may be. Welcome to the Corporate to Calm podcast, where you learn from their experience. Hey there, you are very welcome to today's episode of Corporate to Calm. I am speaking with Emily Burnett from Moso Money. This is such a lucrative conversation. Emily's purpose is to remove shame from spending. She eradicated $50,000 worth of debt in two less than two years, which was a year and a half quicker than her planned three and a half years. And she is just a whiz and a joy to talk to about spending money without shame and spending money on us. Um, I hope you enjoy Emily's journey from corporate to camp. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having this conversation. Oh, thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on the Corporate Camp podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. Please introduce yourself and introduce where you've been and where you are now. Absolutely. So I I was born and raised in Montana and I'm just a Montana girl at my heart, third generation Montanan. And I've lived uh, mostly, well, entirely in the Western United States. I've done a couple stints in Arizona, California, Nevada, but for most of my time since high school, I've lived in Utah and that's where I am now. Mm-hmm. And professionally, I've uh, done several different things. And I'm sure we'll get into a little bit of that, but I, um, I'm a curious person and I love yeah. learning a lot of different things and have had different opportunities come to me or ones that I've sought out. And so I've had a, a probably four unique career journey. And I just left corporate two and a half months ago to go full-time on my own business. Wow. So tell me what that business is. Yeah. It, the quickest way to describe it is financial coaching for primarily women. That came out of my own financial journey which was making a huge mess in my late teens and twenties. And by huge mess, I just mean, I took on a lot of debt. That's how I financed kind of all my dreams and all the fun stuff. I always felt guilty about my money situation. I felt kind of ashamed that I wasn't farther ahead. I was ashamed that I had debt and it was the last thing I wanted to talk about with other people. And much less kind of a, someone with credentials or a guy, not because he would make me feel bad, but I worried that I would feel bad and, and that it would kind of be like pressing a bruise that I hadn't invested X amount in retirement and that I wasn't budgeting. And so After I had my kind of financial turnaround and discovered how wonderful it is to manage your monthly money and what an amazing life that can create for yourself, I just got so passionate about talking with other women about it and helping them see it not as a chore, uh, but as something really empowering that they could afford really beautiful options for themselves in jobs, in life, in adventure, by getting on purpose with their money. So that's the long answer. What was 
your last corporate position then what what have you transitioned from yes my last corporate job was I was the web senior manager and a business analyst so I was doing marketing operations kind of interfacing the marketing team with the sales team and all the technical pieces making sure that they were talking to each other And then I had built the website for that software company and maintained it over my five years there. What was the catalyst for you going, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Cause obviously you're thinking about this for a while before you make that move. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, the catalyst was a merger. Okay. That was, it just really changed the dynamics of my job and the dynamics of the company where I had been. Um, I'd been able to function at that company really as an entrepreneur. And and so it was as ideal of a corporate job as corporate jobs come. It was kind of a double-edged sword because it allowed me to do my business on the side. Okay. And, and there's, it's so slow at that stage. You know, when you have a very comfortable full-time gig, it can be very hard to really push yourselves in the yourself in the way you need to push on your dreams and on your business. That's what I found at least. And so I look at this merger as a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. that it was, it was the, it changed the nest enough that I was ready to fly. And where did the name Mozo money come from? Yeah. So Moso, I read it in a book years ago. It's a type of bamboo. And I think this is true for all bamboo, but it was the first time I had heard the story that bamboo grows slowly at first, but when its roots are right and firmly planted, it can start growing like feet in a day, which I would love to see. And so my tagline is get your roots right, uh, because I'm not the financial coach helping with investments or tax planning strategy. I'm not certified to do those things. And my real passion is for helping people get excited about what I call the monthly money Okay, and planning it and organizing it. Because when you get those roots right, you have a lot more options for growth financially and otherwise. What does the term corporate to come mean to you? So what do you, you know, do you envisage this corporate to come being Mozo money? Have you other? Yeah, I definitely think it means Mozo. And I mean, that's kind of the trajectory. There are um, lots of facets of Mozo. So I have written a book, I call it my love story to budgeting, and that will hopefully be coming out next year. Uh, but the the corporate to calm to me, because I would say thus far, my two and a half months as a full-time solopreneur has been more stressful. Yes. Less calm in the ways that, you know, you picture ca- traditional calm. But I, I love this kind of calm because I I know I'm taking a chance on myself. Yeah. And and I'm feeling a lot more stretched. Um and, and so it's not it's not a situation 
devoid of stress, but it's a, it's a lot more satisfying. And so I think that I would say calm as it's played out for me is satisfying yeah. kind of that soul satisfaction that I wasn't driving in corporate any longer. It was a great job, great company, but yeah, just being able to, to act on the ideas I have, that is a position of kind of peace and calm for me. And have you always chosen roles? Like you alluded that the the position that you've just left was quite autonomous and quite, you Mm -hmm. know, you were kind of, you know, allowed to be quite entrepreneurial in the role. Would that have been a theme of roles that you would have chosen? Do you like to be a leader? That's a good question. As I look back on my roles, uh, I do like to be a leader. I had actually, I managed a team at Ancestry.com oh, wow. prior to this role. Mm-hmm. We had a team in Ireland. And uh, anyway, I, I really did like being a leader, but I also really like solving problems. Mm-hmm. And so I did, I was happy to get back to a role where I was an individual contributor but it was almost like I was running my own little business on the marketing team within that company. Yeah. Um, so I do, I definitely do like solving problems with other people. Yeah. The entrepreneur streak has been strong and it has played out in various ways in all of my jobs or professions. So if you were speaking to a new client or like one of the listeners now, what would your three basic finance tips to get your monthly um, outgoings or your monthly money in in order to start to get it in order because I'm sure you can't get it in order by three tips but if if you were starting to to go on that journey my number one tip is to understand how much your life costs okay before you do anything else and that may sound simplistic but I do think that is the number one thing holding most people back uh, from succeeding with their monthly money is they, in their, in their minds, and when they do their forecasting, they plan for life to cost this much, and then it ends up costing that plus 20% okay, or 10%. But until you look at that and you put it on paper or a spreadsheet, look at really all the parts of your life, the annual things and the fun things, you're always going to be reacting to emergencies, some very legitimate emergencies you Mm -hmm. couldn't have anticipated. But the more you can anticipate, the fewer surprises you'll have. And the more motivated you'll be and the more successful you'll be at my tip number two, which is budgeting, budgeting, but budgeting using a tool that will live and breathe with your life that allows you to plan your actual money as opposed to keeping budgeting as a hypothetical thing. Yeah. Tip one would be surfacing all of your spending and understanding really truly whether you like it or not. This is how much life costs me per month. And then number two is to get a budgeting tool that actually works with you. And number three would be plan on the fun stuff that will prevent a lot of the guilt that comes around 
buying the things that we all feel like we shouldn't buy, but we buy anyway. So just plan to spend it. And then you spend guilt-free and it provides reason to stay on track with the rest of your budget. You've mentioned a book. Do you provide online programs? Is it one-to-one? What, what is your business model? And do you have a tool for people to monthly manage their, their money? Um, do you have an appropriate tool as, as you um, have said in your tip too? Yes. So the book will come out next year. I have primarily done one-on-one coaching. I've recently done a group coaching program that I really enjoyed. That's the, that's the road I'm going down. I can serve so many more people with what I've learned as I've done one-on-one coaching uh, by focusing on groups. I have a course and I'm calling it the magic in your money. It's a, it's a reset for doing exactly what I've described. And it's long enough to help my students get over the hurdles that will come up, but short enough to get results quickly. And so that will be the primary way I work with clients and those that are interested in working with me beyond there will have all of the education, you know, that I would have provided to them Mm one-on-one and now we can focus truly just on them. So there will continue to be one-on-one coaching, but that will be for students who have been through my course. And that's a course I will launch periodically throughout the year. I have big plans to create an app. Really excited about, yeah. As far as a tool, there is one that I discovered it thanks to my sister-in-law years ago. It was the first tool out of many that I tried that worked for me. And it works with my clients. They love it like I do. It's called You Need a Budget, YNAB. It's wonderful. There's a learning curve for sure. And that's that's a big part of my reason for my business existing is that if there's a learning curve to do the thing that's going to make your life better, you may not win with that tool that's going to make your life better. So my my purpose is to work on step one with my clients. Mm -hmm. And that happens very much outside this budgeting tool. Um, And then help them approach this tool like they've approached other things that they've needed to learn and make it uh, less intimidating. See it as a friend, not a foe. So yes, that that is the tool I'd recommend. There are probably others that are zero-based budgeting. And that's, that's kind of the critical thing I look for. You mentioned that the, the two and a half months that you've had since you left corporate have been quite busy and, and anything but calm. What do you do to delegate in your business? Have you taken everything on board? Are you willing to release control of certain aspects of your business? (laughs) I like how you put that. And when you put it like that, no, I haven't been willing yet. (laughs) You know, I, I do feel like I have in some ways the luxury of time. And so I felt like, no, I just need to do all this myself. And I am kind of in crunch mode creating this course. Mm -hmm. And, and so much of that, I don't think I could outsource. I have outsourced a few things on Upwork. I found an editor to do the first pass at my book. I raised my hand in a cry of help for SEO help and 
um, Google Tag Manager issues I was experiencing. And, uh, but my, my next move will be probably a virtual assistant yeah. to take on some of those administrative things that I personally need to quantify so that I can hand them off and that that person can be successful in doing what I need them to do. Um, and, and probably a piece of that will be social media or, um, post creation. I don't think I will ever outsource my writing. I love writing. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I have not relinquished control yet, (laughs) but will. And are you a good planner? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I am a paper planner. Yeah. I really enjoy, um, I use a full focus planner and I like that it breaks down just, you know, what are the three things you're going to do today? Yeah. And, and then of course I have my list of 17 other things. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What, what would be like, would you have any tips for efficiency then? Or do you, are you schedule driven or process driven? Like what, what, what would be the best tip you could be, you could give to stay focused on your day, I suppose, and get those three things off the list. I feel like I've, I've tried it all in the last two and a half months. Yeah. You know, as I've had full control relatively of my schedule, my number one tip would be to batch and to give yourself big enough blocks of time to actually produce what it is you need to produce. At the beginning of this chapter, I feel like I was kind of nickel and diming my time. And I would say for 30 minutes, I'll work on this. And then I'm going to pivot and I'm going to spend 45 minutes on this other thing. And that was incredibly stressful. That was not calm. And it has been a lot uh, more efficient and productive for me to block out two hours to work on my content for the following week. So yeah, I would, I would do larger blocks of time. If you can try not to pivot as frequently, um, between things. Yeah. Stay, stay focused on the, the, the one chore. Mm-hmm. So when I sit down to do focus work, I really like a cue that tells me like, this is focus work and you are going to produce something in this time. And for me, that's, I use an app called forest or does it grow? I think it's forest. And when, and then I turn my phone on do not disturb and it's just a 30 minute timer and it counts down and I can turn on the background. So sounds of birds chirping in a forest and that to me, I can produce so much more in 30 minutes where I know no notification will come through on my phone. And if I exit the app, on the phone, it kills a tree in my forest. (laughs) And I don't want that. I don't want a dead tree in my forest. And so it gives just enough of a barrier that I don't even try to exit the app anymore. And again, it's amazing what you can produce in a short, really focused chunk of a focus window. So that that's another tip. I love that. I love that. What about um, your non-negotiables? What about those habits for you personally that will drive your business forward? What what is what must be in your day to to mm-hmm. um, you know stay connected with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that question. Uh, exercise that has not always been the case for me, but 
that has very much become the case. And that can even just be a walk outside, but some form of, you know, moving my body in an intentional way. So exercise, uh, my faith is really important to me. So having some, some time with God every day is really important. And that's prayer and scriptures. And then um, I would, for a third, I would say getting outside, even a small portion. It might be, it might be cold and dreary outside, but it is still so, so good for my, my soul. And for me to, to just get away from a screen and get away from the problems I'm trying to solve and, and just look at things that I have nothing to do with trees and birds and mountains and just breathe and, and be a person because I sometimes as you're creating a business, you can a little bit lose yourself in it. Yeah. And so I feel like getting outside is a, is a really critical third one. And what about when, you know, Emily, when you wake up some days and you're like, Oh, I'm not feeling it today. How do you kind of, you know, shake yourself down and go, okay, I need to get my three things done. I need to, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I am the owner of this business now. What, what do you say to yourself or do you have a process, you know, to, to push yourselves on those off days? Yeah, I, um, that, that's me a lot of mornings. I do not like getting up, but I have really mastered the alarm clock. And that has been huge because it doesn't me getting out of bed and proceeding with my day. Like I've planned doesn't depend on whether I feel like getting up or not. It doesn't depend on whether I want to get out of a comfortable warm bed or not. So when the alarm goes off, I get up and I brush my teeth and having like that first decision made for me in the day has been so helpful. I, I mean, it may sound a little boring, but I just go forward with my day as outlined. There are some days. So I get up fairly early, 540. And there are some days where I want to take a nap by 7am. Yeah. And, (laughs) and if it's one of those days, they don't happen very often, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I, I know myself and what I need fairly well at this point. And so I would let myself take a nap and do a little reset. Um, but I think giving myself the chance to succeed by just sticking to the plan is, is critical. And then the other thing I would say is after I have some uh, spiritual time, I go into an hour of work before I go to the gym. And that has been really helpful to, to accomplish something before I check notifications on my phone before the day kind of starts happening to me, I, I, I love to start my day with those two things, some spiritual time and then work time. So that by the time I go to the gym, I have already accomplished something in my business. People listening, what, like, what would be the, what, what do you want to do for, I mean, it it is going to be primarily women um, mm-hmm. who, who use your services, what, what is the one thing that they can be guaranteed of if, if they seek out your services and if they, I suppose, a- apply everything correctly? Yeah, well, yeah, the, the application is real. Mm-hmm. And 
<laughs> you know, so, but if somebody is comes to me ready to make a change, I can almost guarantee they'll succeed. Okay. I can, the others come to me who are a little more in the curiosity stage. And for them, I think they, they may not be quite ready, but if someone comes to me and they are done with the results they're getting, they don't, they're maybe living small, their dreams are chasing them by or are passing them by, they will go from, I have a tagline on one of my freebies from spinning to winning. And, and it's more like a, a personal sense of winning. It would feel so amazing after years of feeling like you are responding and reacting to everything money related in your life. And where you're just kind of taking things that come to you as opposed to intentionally seeking out things. So yeah, from spinning to winning, they'll replace stress with clarity and mm-hmm. confidence. Um, two clients who recently provided reviews for me both use the word empowered. Mm-hmm. And and that that single word is something that every client who has applied what I've taught and shown feels that way. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to be part of, and it's amazing to see what they do as they feel empowered and, and to know what's happening in their emotional world when they feel empowered. And has you mentioned um, the, your own shame with money on your journey? Does shame come up quite a lot in, in other people's journeys? Yes. Yes, all the time. And and that's why I enjoy conversations with clients and working with students so much. Uh, And and they do too, Um, is because I'm like the first person they've been able to share their dirty money laundry with. And I love that dirty money laundry. Love it. (laughs) It's like they drop the judgment in that conversation, the judgment of themselves, because they know I have felt the same things. And And so that's why I'm very public with my story. And I talk about it a lot is I want to help other women kind of have that permission to share it with somebody, even if it's not me, Um, maybe they share it with a therapist, but I do think there's something about sharing it with someone like me who has experienced the same shame and embarrassment. And then literally as soon as I got on purpose with my money, it, it like dropped. It was like setting down this satchel I'd been carrying. I did have a client say in one of our conversations where I was just helping her look at her money situation and some of her habits and behaviors and providing a, a compassionate response to her. And she said, you're like a money therapist. <laughs> and that was a really high compliment. I'm not a therapist, but um, but that meant a lot for the future. Kind of, um, I know we've spoken previously, or we've corresponded previously about you know remote working being a huge prop, like a, a huge feature for you, and being able to go anywhere you want to in the world with your business. Mm-hmm. Is there plans to travel? Is there plans to take the the you know, conduct your business in, in other spaces? Yes, yes, definitely. I am headed to, I have a one-way ticket to Italy and I'm figuring out how to get all of my business equipment and (laughs) 
a few sets of clothing in a carry-on. I I will be traveling for uh, two to six months, potentially longer. I'm not sure. And um, I've got, you know, a handful of countries where I want to start in and just kind of seeing where I end up. And um, I'm really excited about that. It's actually going to be quite a bit out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I, I do love, I love solo road trips. I've done a fair amount of solo travel within the United States, traveled abroad, but not by myself. Yeah. And so it's going to be a big, a big new exciting chapter, but there's a lot of world to see. And, um, and I'm just making the preparations I can so that I can support my students really well, wherever I am Mm -hmm. as I travel. And that was one of the biggest things when you set up Moza Money, the biggest factor is that you could take it anywhere with you in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a complicated blend of homebody and adventurer, but yes, just having that freedom, that is, that is a really core value of mine is, is freedom. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that in corporate jobs, if I had some of that freedom to make decisions and impact the business um, in my own unique way, I was typically much happier in those roles. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so freedom very much plays out in the business I'm building now, my own freedom, as well as the freedom I hope to help my clients and students create for themselves. And some of that is location freedom. Yeah. But I do plan to probably return to the States and set up a cozy home again when I have had a, a, a long season of travel. Yeah, I love that. And um, tell me something not a lot of people know about you. Yeah, I um I have done a lot of things for money. And these things are not recent, but they are I have yet to meet somebody else who's done one of them in particular. The the first one that's not all that out there is in college, I was a balloon artist. <laughs> that was a actually rather miserable job, but that's okay. <laughs> and then the second one was also a miserable job, but extremely lucrative and really novel. I collected insects for biological weed control. Wow. And that was a family business and it was so not glamorous. It involved like crawling around in the mud and finding these tiny, tiny bugs, but they were worth in some seasons over a dollar each. So it was a little bit like looking for gold. And uh, anyway, that built some character for sure. I'd say so. I'd say so. Um, at Corporate to Calm, we're about taking a risk to create your own happiness and your own success. So what would you say to somebody who's thinking about starting a business or getting their financial freedom in order, what would you say to them? Well, I would say you're worth it. You're worth taking a chance on. And if you haven't taken a chance on yourself in a while, um, I, I would put a date on the calendar. I mean, I can say that so many of my big decisions have come as a result of saying, I will not be at this job by this time next year, or by even um, knowing, knowing that something wasn't working for me and that I wanted something different. And even if I didn't know what that different thing was, putting a date on the calendar, speaking it out loud, I, but I, yes, I would say you're worth it, 
But given my own experiences, I would recommend that you do get your money habits in a place where you trust yourself with money before you make that jump. I, like I mentioned earlier in our conversation, I financed so many of my dreams in my twenties with debt. And really what that did was kind of attached dead weight to those dreams. You know, um, I, that would be my combination. Take a chance on you, but don't be reckless about it in a way that ends up sabotaging yourself and your dream. Um, every episode we do an either or section. Um, so it's just a quick fire. Um, tea or coffee? Uh, herbal tea. Mm, online or face-to-face? Oh, face-to-face. Saving or spending? Spending. A book or a podcast? Book. Teaching or learning? Teaching. That's complicated. It is complicated. But if I have to pick one, I'll say teaching. (laughs) Winter or summer? Winter. Uh, A night owl or an early bird? Early bird. (laughs) Thank you so much. If people want to get in touch with you, Emily, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. I would, first of all, love to hear from anybody who wants to chat about anything we've spoken about today. Um, I'm on Instagram at moso underscore money. I'm on LinkedIn, just under my personal name, Emily Burnett. Um, And my website is mosomoney.com. And that's M-O-S-O money.com. Oh, thank you so much for being a guest on the Corporate Camp podcast. Um, Oh, it was so nice to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Camp podcast. Please subscribe, leave a nice review. It really does make a difference. Or simply come back and listen to us next time. My name is Linda Monaghan, inspiring you to take that leap from corporate to camp.